What was the strangest moment in your life that you still can't explain up to this day? I was out of town for work when I was in my early 20s. My mom rang me in a panic one morning freaking out and asking if I was okay. She explained that she'd woken up suddenly at 2.15 am from a dream that she saw me getting into a taxi. And she had the overwhelming urge that she had to tell me not to get in that taxi. She thought I'd think she was crazy though. So she'd waited until 8 am to actually call me. I laughed it off and assured her I was fine. And safely in my hotel bed. But in reality. It freaked the shit out of me. I had been out drinking with people from work. And I remembered looking at my watch at exactly 2.15 am as I was getting into a taxi to go back to the hotel. Get some stuff. And go back to my boss's apartment to get it on. Nothing really bad happened aside from having a fling with my boss. Which is typically not recommended. So to this day I don't know what horrors her intuition thought were going to befall me. And I've never told her. Had a vivid dream of my grandmother in a green dress. Super vivid. She was standing at the bottom of the stairs. Looking back at me. The next day we got the call that she died. I was very sad. But we knew it was coming. I said to my family that I had had a dream about her in a green dress. She was beautiful in it. My aunt went white as a sheet. There were no pictures. But apparently my grandmother got married in a green dress like the one I described. I had never seen nor heard. Of it. I was 16 at the time. We were very close before she passed. I'm 48 now. I am a skeptic but sometimes I wonder about this incident. Not sure who believes in any type of guiding force or better. For lack of a better term. Guardian angel but I feel like I encountered something. I had to be about 9 years old and my school bus stop was right across the street from my house. The street itself had a bit of a hill to it and where my house was is where the street started to level off. So. I crossed to the other side from my driveway. Which put the bus stop maybe multiply 20 yards away. As I am walking toward it. A man dressed in all white with suit vest fedora circa 1930s starts to crest the hill. Walking toward me. As we start to pass one another. He tips his hat. Says good morning to me using my name. And tells me not to worry. She will be okay. And keeps walking. I just kind of freeze for a moment because stranger danger. A moment or two later. I have the 9 year old equivalent of WTF and turn around to look at him but. As you probably have guessed. He was just gone. Nowhere. Poof. When I got home from school I learned my Nana had passed. I assume that was what this. Whatever. Was conveying that I shouldn't worry because she is okay where. She is. There were two of the exact same moments. So. I used to hang out with my friends at a local shopping mall pretty often that is a bit far from the city. The only road that connects to the mall is a highway with lots of cars going fast and no sidewalk. Once. When we were in this mall we had the idea to go to another mall that was closer to the city and. Conveniently. The highway that connects to mall 1 leads directly to mall 2. There was a small problem we didn't have a car and we were pretty short on cash. So we decided to go to mall 2 on foot. Through this highway. The distance from the two malls was just shy of 6 km 3.72 miles. So we thought we'd be fine. We then went on our journey to Mall 2. Walking on the shoulder of the highway on the opposite way. So we'd see the oncoming cars. I also had a flashlight. That I used to shine a blinking light to the direction of the drivers. So they'd see us. I was being very careful not to blind anyone though. I know that it was still very dangerous. It was nighttime and the wind was blowing pretty hard. About 20 km h 12.5 miles per hour. 
and very cold. But we were laughing and chatting about all sorts of things. So we were fine in the middle of the highway between those two malls. There is a huge valley that is well known for being a place where murderers go to throw bodies away. There were several people found dead in that valley. We were pretty scared to go through this section of the highway, but we went there anyways. We were a group of four people and we all had knives so we thought that we'd be fine. We made our way to Mall 2 successfully and then we proceeded to sit somewhere to talk and etc. We sat down and talked about how cool it was to go from Mall 1 to Mall 2 on foot and that it was a fun experience. Talking a bit more, we noticed that none of us remembered of going through the segment of the highway known for being a place to throw bodies away. We didn't remembered anything and we couldn't even be sure if we went there or not. But the only way that we could be on Mall 2 was going through that segment. We then got to the conclusion that we must have been distracted and didn't notice that we went there. Next day I was watching the news and saw that a body had been found at that place the night before. At approximately the same time that we were there. I was shocked. Because we'd have seen all the police cars and helicopters there. That's when the craziest thing happened the TV helicopter footage showed a group of four people with a blinking flashlight very near the spot where the body was found, indicating that we had been there. Even though we didn't remember, I shared the news story with my friends and we were all pretty stunned. We all went to a neurologist to see if we were okay, which we were. Fast forward six months to last week. I was on mall one with the same friends as before and we decided to go to mall two on foot the same way as before. Result. Everything went fine but we still can't remember of going through the body disposal segment of the highway. No. Body was found in there this time. We decided not to go there anymore. I apologize for my poor English. Sorry for writing such a huge comment. So. I think it was last year fall. And I was sitting in my house with other friend. We are Latvians. That happened in Netherlands and I randomly started thinking about Latvian who wants to be a millionaire host for no reason. I haven't heard anything or even thinking about him last 5-6 years. Totally forgot about that he exists. And then I asked my friend if he remember him and. He said that sounds familiar but don't remember. Then I just told him. That he was host of that show. And my friend asked why. I said just came in head. And next day I read news that he went to Netherlands with family and died on street from heart attack day before. And I would say around that time also. Pretty often these things happen with me. I cannot. Explain. Few friends also have seen. That I randomly say something for no reason and then it happens. When I was 8. I once woke up in a place where everything was all white. Including the clothes of the people around me. I had no idea how I got there and couldn't understand what the people were saying. I was sure I died and was in heaven. In reality. I just woke up from a coma after several hours of assisted breathing following a cardiac and pulmonary arrest. I actually died and got reanimated just in time. I was in the all-white emergency room. And the people around me were nurses who spoke Spanish. Because I was on vacation in Guatemala. It's only when my grandma was let in to see me that I understood I wasn't dead. Well. It's something I can explain now. But still. It was very strange. I also have basically no memories from before that event. Even though I didn't suffer from amnesia back then. It's just that everything from before that day vanished from my memory faster than what happened from that day on. A friend and me were driving at night towards a crossing. Its traffic lights were off at night and max speed was 50 km h. On the left was an underpass. So we couldn't really see what comes from there. 
From the right came another car into the street we were driving in. But the driver drove slow and jittery as if he was drunk or on drugs. So, I said to my friend slow down. Be careful and he did. When I tried to get a look at the other driver it was impossible. It weren't tinted windows. But all I could see was pitch black. Even the street lights didn't help. Suddenly from the underpass on the left a car shot out and drove straight over the crossing with what must have been at least 150 km h. If we didn't slow down before and instead had maintained our speed, we would have 100% collided with that guy. At this speed we would have been toast. Even now, 10 years later, every time I pass that crossing I am asking myself if the drunk driver was some kind of guardian angel. I had a similar moment. Four cars of which I was one we were all doing 120 km per hour in a 100 but all of us were just cruising. No racing or anything. I got this strange feeling to slow down AMD so did the other three cars. Just after that moment a car prob going about 140 plus 150 km per hour shot between us all and in front of me as we were going around a corner with opposite camber under an underpass and onto the motorway. Anyway I saw a gap and just aimed for it. The guy who shot past me slammed into the wall diving each side of the motorway and went up on two wheels. I thought he was going to tip over but he came down then shot across the road. It was like time slowed down for me. I was able to anticipate what was happening and miss it balling off it even though it happened only meters in front of my car. We all stopped safely and we got out and berated the driver. Really weird situation. But no one got hurt. Only the guy's car. 7-8 years ago I got an email that was something along the lines of. Hi. This is person I don't know. I am trying to transfer 3162.45 into your account but need updated banking info. Please send your new account number so I can send you the money. Obvious scam. But I got this email late at night and I'd been drinking. And the address didn't look Seuss. And I thought. What can they steal with just an account number? Nothing right. I was broke. I only had like 200 in the account anyways. I'ma just give it and see what happens. I check my account the next day. And Therese the 3200. I got the money. I spent the money. Nothing ever happened. I haven't heard anything else from them since. The money was real. I got it. I spent it. My bank never said anything. Still no idea where it came from. And they never emailed me again or asked for anything else. My real life Nigerian prince. When I was around 10 years old I went shopping to a local shopping center with my parents. We would go to this place quite often so and we parked in the usual multi-story car park area we always park in. So this car park usually closes at 9pm but for some reason I had the biggest wave of dread coming over me and a horrible feeling in my stomach that it was going to close at 6pm. My parents pointed at the signs displaying the closes at 9pm multiple times but I couldn't get past this feeling. I was holding onto the stair rails screaming and crying begging them not to leave the car and at this point all the other people in there were looking. My parents were probably extremely embarrassed as it looked like a major tantrum. Anyways. We had been shopping for a few hours and mind was now occupied by a new toy. We headed back to the car park around 6.30pm and so behold the car park was closed. Every person had to pay a fine to get their car out the next day and we had to get a taxi home. My parents literally looked at me like I wasn't from this planet. I have no idea why the car park closed and I have no idea how I knew it was going to happen. When I was 11 I was hanging out at my friend's grandma's place for a party and we were on her dirt road playing around on bikes at like midnight because the party was still raging on. 
I go off a few yards into the darkness away from the only street light for about 500 females and out in the bushes beside the road this ball of light I'd say the size of my fist comes out of the bushes and then sinks back behind something. At first I think it's one of the other kids with some weird flashlight but after calling out there was nothing. The way that light moved was weird to me. It was very fluid and loopy if that makes sense. Sort of the same motion a conductor moves their pointer for music if anyone has seen that before. I can't really find any scientific explanation so I'll just assume it was a ghost or fairy or something. This will get buried but here we go. My family took a trip from Australia to the US in 1997. I was quite young at the time. On the flight home we had to sit separately. So I sat with my dad and my mum and brother sat elsewhere. Mid-flight I had to use the bathroom. Dad was sleeping so I climbed over him window seat and made my way to the middle where the toilets were. There was a queue so I joined and waited. While I waited this impeccably dressed woman wearing a red suit skirt or dress. She had lipstick and dark hair. She wasn't a hostie. We flew Qantas and back then they wore navy I believe. She started to run my ponytail through her fingers and was kind of petting me. Like a mother would. She commented how pretty I was. I was a shy kid so just stood there politely. When it was my turn to use the loo she kind of rushed behind me and tried to get in the stall with me quite forcefully. I quickly shut and locked the door where I stayed for a while. Then I returned to my seat. Really rattled. I tried waking my dad up to tell him but he was trying to sleep. I don't know why but I have never forgotten that incident. The details are burned into my memory and it's really hard to describe the feelings I felt during those moments. I have no clue what her intentions were and will never know. I was a little kid recording in the understairs closet. The light switch was all the way in the back of the closet. When I flipped it, I turned around and saw a shadow on the wall of someone sitting in a rocking chair. I stood stark still, and they began rocking. They slowly rocked faster, and eventually the chair began swinging like a pendulum as it rocked they swung into one of the dark corners of the closet where their shadow should have disappeared. But I could still see it. I ran TF out of there and showed my parents the recording. They tried to play it off. But I think they were concerned. Buy it too. A few weeks later. The recording was gone. But all the other videos were still there. This past summer. I scheduled with my husband that I would take our two dogs on a very long walk down the beach once I got home from work. Then he could pick me up on his way home from work about an hour and a half after I get off. About a half hour into the walk about 5.30pm I was hit with a wave of extreme fear. Anxiety. Nervousness and the thought something bad is happening over and over again just out of nowhere. I stopped and examined my surroundings for wildlife. Other people. Anything that could be telling me over and over again something bad is happening. No animals around. Not even seagulls or other birds which are usually always at the beach. No cars in the road next to the beach. No. People anywhere in the beach despite it being a really nice day and people regularly working or exercising or playing on the beach. No boats out despite people regularly working on boats just offshore. It even felt like the ocean waves were silent. I pulled out my phone to see if there was just something going on because I felt super paranoid that something bad was happening all of a sudden. No texts. No news alerts. Nothing so we continued on down the road. The dogs and I made it to 6 p.m. About 3 miles into the walk intermittent breaks and water breaks. We had about a mile until I would be in an area of houses that was where my husband was supposed to pick us up. On the north side of the road, 
I spotted a herd of wildlife about a mile away up this other road and decided not to proceed forward anymore as they are not friendly to dogs and seem to be moving our direction. So we turned back towards the water. Sat on a log to take a break and give the dogs some water hoping I'd spot my husband's car on the road. We started off again and stopped at a washout a few minutes later so the dogs could walk and play in it. I then got a call from my husband that something had happened at work and he'd be on his way as soon as possible so for me to just rest with the dogs whenever I'm at. I said not to worry. And that I'd start heading back because the wildlife was. Nearby. And he could just pick us up wherever he sees us. By 7pm the dogs were exhausted so we were moving slow but only had a mile left so we were enjoying our time. We all needed the exercise and sunshine. Husband's co-worker called me and tells me that there was a death at my husband's place of work at about 5.30 pm and he was a first responder to the scene. It was the first time he had ever performed CPR on someone and the individual had been dead for some time at the point my husband found him. The dogs and I made it home about a half hour later and a few minutes after that my husband came home. My husband was ducked up for weeks afterwards and still is dealing with some trauma and grief from it. 5.30 pm is when I got that overwhelming feeling of fear and felt like. The whole world around me was completely silent and my brain repeated something bad is happening. The feeling of the silence and the emptiness of the sea and beach and roads around me felt like I didn't exist all of a sudden or that I wasn't in this world anymore. I don't know how else to explain it and I can't explain the whole thing other than coincidence. About 3 weeks ago I was in the middle of being dumped by my now ex-girlfriend. Whilst in my car in front of her house. We both stopped talking for a second and noticed a lady walking her dog towards us note this is at 11pm in rural Texas. We noticed the lady is walking irregularly. Like. Not stumbling drunken type walking. But rather with seemingly uneven strides and with frequent but subtle pauses in her motion. It was almost as if she were getting used to the earth's gravity. She passes my car in this fashion and we both watch as she begins to round the edge of the cul-de-sac when she stops dead center of it. She then bends over and places a hand on the ground and after a moment returns to walking in that weird glitchy way. She is now heading in our direction again and this time on the same side of the street. My ex hands me her pepper spray that she keeps on her as the woman approaches the rear of my car. And I say. Get down and hide so we can hopefully avoid any confrontation. However my ex refuses to do so and simply keeps watching the lady as she meanders past my car. I wait about a minute. My ex says my name. And I raise my head to the window only to be greeted with what I can honestly say was the most horrific expression I have ever seen. Worn by that woman just on the other side of the glass. It was a mix of many emotions in her eyes. Anger. Fear. Confusion. And weirdest of all. Disapproval. Though she wasn't looking directly at me. She was looking at my ex. She was scared too. I was unnerved. And the lady just. She just stared for a solid minute before continuing her stagger down the road with her dog who seemed none the wiser. I'm glad the dog was happy. I'm glad that situation wasn't any worse. After college I went to Mexico to bone up on Spanish. During my stay. I am a guy by the way. I was invited to come live with two college girls who were also cousins. Nothing happened between us. This is real life not porno. Anyway we became fast friends SND after one night of partying one of the girl's boyfriend's friends invited us all back to his nice place to crash for the evening and get breakfast the morning after. When we got to his place the first cousin and boyfriend went to a spare bedroom on the ground floor. The friend and homeowner took us. The other cousin and I. To a spare house on the second story where we would be sharing a. Room for the evening. He unlocked and opened the door for us.
told us good night, and then we closed the door behind us and locked it. My female friend went to the bathroom to freshen up. While I checked out the small second story, it had a small kitchen, closet, front room and bedroom. Quaint but cool. Eventually we made it to the back room to share a large bed and sleep off the mescal. About 10 minutes after settling into bed and just kinda talking by the light of the moon coming in from the window we heard a creepy noise coming from under the bed. In an instant a grown ass man climbed out from under the bed be lined out of the bedroom. Out of the house and shut the door behind him. WTF. At the behest of my friend I jumped out of bed. Locked the bedroom door. Turned on the light and began searching the room for more squatters or whatever. The window was locked from the inside. We couldn't find any secret passageways in the house or open windows. Sue says duck. We were a little shaken up nothing happened and we were also drunk. Still though. Who was that? She thought it was the homeowner being a pervert. When we didn't fool around he got bored and left but how did he get it and passed us? I still don't know what to think. It was a weird. Next morning when the homeowner gave us a ride into town and we pretended like nothing happened while asking questions about who may have access to the house. He said no one of course. I don't know when recounting the story the next day the girls kinda shrugged it off like. May we were drunk and this is Mexico? Still kinda creeps me out every once in a while. I was a weird quiet kid who was constantly reading. Writing. Or drawing. My siblings and I were in the after-school program because my mom couldn't come get us until 6 p.m. I was the only kid allowed to be in the library. Because I would just curl up and read and draw. The librarian was this cool lady named Myrna and I loved her. One time I was about 8 minus I had this project I was doing drawing dream houses for all the people I knew and writing whole stories about where they lived and what pets they had and stuff like that. Told you I was weird. I wanted to make a page in the book for Myrna. And I. Asked her where she would like to live if she could live anywhere. She went hum and thought for a minute. And I piped up how about sky. She thought I said sky and said no. I'm not really a sky person. I'm more of a water person. No. I said. The Isle of Sky. In Scotland. Her eyes got big and she said oh my god. I've always wanted to live on the Isle of Sky. How did you know? Since I was a little girl and visited my great aunt. I've always wanted to live there. The weird thing is I'm pretty sure I'd never heard of the Isle of Sky before. I haven't the foggiest notion why it popped into my head. When my dad was 12 or so 1978 he was walking through his family's hayfield with a friend. He had a small metal harmonic that the friend was playing with. Predictably, the friend drops it and dad assumes it's gone forever. 38 years later, my dad and I are walking through the same field. Guess what I spot laying in the grass? The harmonica still played nicely and looked basically new. Aside from the metal outside being squished in from a tractor tire. In another instance. When my grandfather was a boy 1958-ish he was hunting out in what were then mostly the wilds of New Mexico. He shot a deer across a deep. Gully and the deer fell down onto a rock. Being unable to reach it. He walks back home to get his dad. They get back. Get down to the deer. But are unable to clean it because of an oncoming blizzard. 30 odd years later, he went back to the spot with his son my uncle. The same knife that he'd removed from his belt and forgotten laid in the place where he'd left it 30 years before. Along with the hide and bones of the deer. I still have that knife one side of its leather case is severely bleached and dried out. The same thing with the knife's leather grip. The guy wasn't bluffing when he said no one had laid eyes on that spot in three decades. So there was a guy in my school who was friends with everybody. 
Just a cool dude you could not like and everybody knew him. One day he suddenly stopped showing up and cut contact with everybody. Nobody knew what happened and even most teachers were confused. This went on for months and many people including me would text him from time to time or try to call him but he never answered. Then I was sick and stayed at home for a week and in this time I usually didn't wake up before lunch or so but one morning I suddenly was fully awake and sat up in my bed. At like 8am. A few seconds later my phone rings and it's him. I pick up the phone and ask him where he is and why he never answered any calls but he says nothing and I just hear him breathing until he ends the call after about a minute. The next day we found out that he died. He was very ill and in hospital all this time and didn't want to talk to anybody about this. He died that day what must have been only minutes to hours after he called me. I never talked to anybody about this call and to this day I am not sure what exactly happened there. This was about 4 to 5 years ago. I was in second grade walking home from school. A dude pulls up and claims my father sent him to pick me up. I knew this couldn't be true but I was scared and just froze. He kept telling me it was okay and to get in the car. I didn't move. I just stood there second guessing myself and thinking this was an impossible decision. Eventually the dude got just drove off and I walked home safely. Looking back at this situation now, I could easily be dead or turned into a traffic child. I remember telling my dad at the time and he blew up wanting to know the license plate, car color and so on. I didn't know it at the time but this was just a few years after Johnny Gosh was kidnapped. Similar experience here. I live in a small town in Kentucky and growing up we lived on a farm. My grandma just lived through the field across a bridge and was an easy one two minute walk. As a child my biggest fear for some reason was being kidnapped. I have no idea how I got that fear or why. But I did. And I still have it to this day. Looking back now it may have been a blessing more than anything because had I not had my fear. I may not have gotten out of this situation like I did. I was 7 at the time and since it was such a short walk on a farm where we were all family we were allowed to walk to my granny's house alone. I never did walk alone until one day I got off the school bus and nobody was home and I was also terrified of being home alone. So I figured I'd run. As fast as I could to my granny's and hopefully nobody would get me from here to there. I have no reason for this mindset. Nothing prior had happened. Nobody in my town had ever been kidnapped. Nothing. Anyways. I put my shoes back on and I started running. I start to pass one of our greenhouses as I see a grey pickup truck coming down the road. Instead of continuing to run something told me I needed to go in the greenhouse and hide. So I did. I ran in as the truck passed and suddenly it stopped and started backing up. This scared the shit out of me so I started sprinting towards my granny's the greenhouse was by the bridge which was directly next to my granny's. I get over the bridge and run inside and my granny wasn't there. No biggie because she ran a small produce stand so I knew she would be there since she didn't drive. I ran inside the produce store and immediately told her what had happened. About an hour later an older man pulls in the greenhouse driving a gray truck pulls in. My granny asked could that have been who I seen and that he had no ill intentions and she had known him for years. I told her that was who I seen. I have no clue why I said that. Maybe to make myself feel less scared but to this day I 100% know that that was not the same truck. You may have been kidnapped in a prior life and that's why you had that fear so strongly. Worked security for a local security company that was just starting up and specialized in monitoring heavy levy equipment out in the orchards. I had no radio. No gun. No mace. No flashlight. And no phone service. I was strictly there to monitor and take notes. 
but if anything did happen the nearest help was 30-45 minutes away in town. Fast forward to a few weeks of night shifts along the levee with it being surrounded by orchards. And I was pretty comfortable at my new location with its one road in and one road out as the only entrance for a few miles. It was about 0230 in the morning when I hear an alarm. Clock going off somewhere in the murky darkness. I am positioned alongside the levee in this position 00 with my car being the O on the right. The levee is the in the alarm sound coming from the O on the left I turn my car on and drive over the levee to where the levee workers had a portable office container with a few chairs and a table set up around where it sounds like the alarm is coming from. As my dim high beams started to sweep across the orchard I see a dark figure multiple rows back seem to fade behind a tree quickly. I stop there and stare into the darkness barely disrupted by my posh car's headlights. Nothing moves and I can hear the alarm still going off so I get out of my car and using my phone's light. I find the culprit sat upon a white plastic table. A single small square battery powered alarm clock was singing away as my brain screamed at me to return to my car. I quickly popped the batteries out of the alarm and hopped back into my car as the silence returned to the orchards. As I was reversing out of the spot, my headlights bathed the trees in light again and the same similar shape was now three or four rows closer but this time it seemed to crouch down behind a tree. I sat there for a moment longer staring into the void before my brain screeched. What if Therese Moore and this is the distraction? That thought encouraged me to back up onto the high part of the levee. And there I waited for the next three and a half hours alone. It felt torturous. Like a thousand eyes were burrowing into every inch two of my car and soul from every angle. The quietness of an orchard is something very unsettling in the winter time. As Therese no insects or wildlife wandering about. All I could hear was silence and my pounding heart for the next three and a half hours of my shift I almost wanted some monster to come tearing through the trees bellowing out. Haha ha, here I am. Here to eat you. But instead I saw and heard nothing more. My morning shifter shows up late and starts casually. Drinking his hot cup of coffee as I give him the rundown while the sun starts to peek into the sky. I still remember the steam trail from his mug and the chirping of early birds as we decided to investigate further into the orchards. We ended up at the spot where I saw the figure and after some quick scanning he ended up spotting some really large footprints from boots that seemed to pace back and forth in a line along one row of trees. We then tracked them as they led forward towards the worker's office container and abruptly stopped near a tree while still a few rows back. Nothing more. No follow-up footprints leading forward or backwards. No vehicle tracks leading out of the dirt. No one could have gotten past me without trudging. Through the orchard. It was as if someone appeared. Paced back and forth in a line for a few hours. Walked forward. And then just disappeared without another step. We reported it to the boss and he shrugged it off saying maybe it was an elaborate prank by the construction workers. But that was one of the last shifts I worked doing security for that company. When I was five. My family owned a huge ranch in the middle of nowhere. Around 7 PM we were out on the property while my mom was back at the house. When we heard the loudest noise I've ever heard in my life. I looked up in the sky and saw a huge silver colored ball falling from the sky. I started grabbing at my dad's shirt. And pointing up. I tried to yell but it was so loud he couldn't hear me. He threw me in the truck and we raced back to the house. As we drove up we saw my mom on the porch shaking. We knew she had witnessed the same thing. We went inside and my parents immediately got on the phone and called the sheriff's office. Family. Friends. Anyone they could think of for help. While they were on the phone. With I think my granddad about half an hour later. We heard another loud noise. Like a thousand bombs going off at the same time. 
We got back in the truck and started driving to the front of the ranch. Still on the phone. As we got closer we heard what sounded like large machinery at the gate. Sure enough. At the entrance of our property we were met with two 18-wheelers and ATL East 5 black. Unmarked SUVs. A man stepped out and demanded access to the property or else my parents would be arrested. So they opened the gate. They all drove in. The man got back out and told us to leave. At this point. Mom was still talking to Grandad who heard all this happening. He very sternly told Mom that we should do as they said. So we had to drive around doing nothing. Questioning and panicking for over an hour. When we finally got back to our front gate, we saw all the vehicles leaving. But the 18-wheelers now had black tarps covering whatever was underneath. That was it. We went back in the house, in complete silence, hugged each other, and went to bed. Never found a crash site. Nothing left behind. No one ever contacted us. Nothing. When I was pregnant, I was reading an article and this name jumped out at me and I started crying. I felt this overwhelming connection to it. I called my mom and told her I knew what I was going to name my daughter but I wanted it to be a surprise so she'd find out after my daughter was born. Immediately she says, I know what the name is. You're going to name her name. First try in seconds and she got it. My daughter's name isn't popular. I've never spoken about this name ever in my life to anyone. Never even thought about it. Nothing. Neither of us can explain how she just knew. On top of that, when my daughter was born, we realized how similar she looks to my mom. She was even born at 11.57 AM and my mom's birthday is November 1957. My daughter is three now and they still share a strange connection. We live in different states and mom will know something is wrong with her or know exactly what she said that morning. Etc. It's very strange. 2014 was my first year working as a land surveyor on Martha's Vineyard. It was a particularly cold winter with almost constant strong north winds from the ocean that robbed all your heat. This job was my escape from years poverty and my winter clothes at the time were not up to the challenge of full-time outdoor exposure. I knew I needed a durable synthetic parka to block the wind and stop going homesick with mild hypothermia but they were so expensive. I researched and obsessed over the idea of spending $350 on a North Face parka but panicked and stopped every time I went to take the dive residual frugality from poverty. There was a medium black North Face parka sitting in a shopping cart on my laptop for a few days. I was sent out alone in the survey vehicle for the first time to record some GPS locations on a jetty that was going to be rebuilt. It was cold and windy enough that the ocean was splashing up and freezing to the jetty, making my job truly treacherous. After leaving, while driving along the shoreline, I saw the shape of a body rolling in the waves. I immediately stopped, put my rubber fishing boots on and ran across the beach with a shovel to retrieve what I believed to be a drowned fisherman it was bay scallop season. I walked as far as I could into the water and swung the shovel to snag what turned out to just be a waterproof coat which had over time inflated with water. I got out of the water and looked at the tag to find it was a medium black North Face parka completely covered in motor oil from the bottom of the harbor. I assume but otherwise in perfect shape. I brought it home. And gave it a bath in Dawn dish soap just like a biologist would wash a seabird off after an oil spill. It was a bit stained up but worked like new. That coat kept me warm for the next five years of full-time outdoor work in New England winters. My girlfriend and co-worker were just as astonished as me because they were aware of my desire to purchase this exact coat. She said I simply manifested it. 
The coat was still in the shopping cart on my computer when I returned home that day. I still have the coat. This is only one of many unexplainable phenomena and experiences in my life. When I was young, I thought I was an atheist. But I cannot deny the mystical experiences that tend to occur around major life changes and transitions. When I was in middle school my grandparents were in charge of the local theater group and were doing this musical show where people dressed up as old country stars and sang some songs. My grandma was the director and my grandpa was in charge of technical stuff like lights and sound. Well this particular showing was on Elvis Presley's birthday and they had a little bit at the end where they sang happy birthday in all their costumes. Well the show ends and they're all doing curtain call and I'm sitting in the back with my grandpa while he's controlling the lights and sound when all the sudden happy birthday by the Beatles starts playing over the speakers. My grandpa looks confused and starts messing around with the sound machines and pressing buttons and dials and my grandma runs back yelling at him as that wasn't the song he was supposed to play. He then looks up and goes that's not me and my grandma says what do you mean it's not you switch it to the right song and he looks so confused and says we don't even have this song on CD for this play. This isn't coming from our music and my grandma just turns around and leaves. Whole song plays and ends when the curtain closes. No one in the crowd really noticed and it seemed normal but still freaks me out. No clue where the music was coming from and we inspected the CD that all the music for the play was on that was currently in the computer playing music. Throughout the entire performance and sure enough that song was not on it. I still think the ghost of Elvis was there that night lol. When I was a kid I remember owning a glow in the dark puzzle. It was a snow leopard that was really rainbowy. I remember trying really hard to build this puzzle but it was really hard because the fur didn't really have distinct features. I remember managing to do the eyes and nose though. I was building it on a yellow puzzle mat. I give these details because I remember it so distinctly. But, the thing is, I can't find this puzzle anywhere. Even my mom didn't know what I was talking about and she remembers everything. I still have the mat but the puzzle itself is gone. I always think about it and wonder if that puzzle was a dream or a different dimension or something. It always bothers me because I wanted to try building that puzzle again even though it doesn't exist. So sometimes I sleep talk. Usually it's something funny or nonsensical. My husband takes a long time to fall asleep. So a few times he has been awake when I talked in my sleep. He writes it down. Tells me about it in the morning. And we have a good laugh. Well one night. I'm fast asleep and my husband is awake on his phone as he wasn't tired enough to fall asleep just yet. My back is turned to him so he can't see my face. I start mumbling incoherently in my sleep so he looks up from his phone to see if I said something funny again. However, I slowly turn to face him while still lying down. And even though my eyes are still closed, he said that he felt like I was looking him dead in the eyes. Like, through my eyelids, I stare at him with my Eyes closed for just a moment before saying, you're gonna die. And I turn back around so that my back is to him. He says that my voice wasn't sleepy or anything like before. It was so articulate and matter of fact that it freaked him the hell out and he shook me awake and turned on all of the lights. I have no memory of having a dream that night. Nor can I think of any reason why I would have said this. Now, whenever I sleep talk, he says his stomach drops because he doesn't want me to talk to him again. Thanks for watching. Don't leave before leaving a like to this video, also hit the subscribe button to support my work. And as always, have a horrific nightmare my dear.